Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and thank you for joining. This is FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. My name is Russell Shaw. I'm a senior market specialist at FXM. And with me today is Nick Saburis, a colleague of mine, also a senior market specialist. Nick, you there? Yes. Hi, Russell. How are you? I'm very well. Just before we get started, Nick, I just would need to make the disclaimer, of course, that our listeners shouldn't take this, this podcast as investment advice. And just to encourage them, please listen all the way to the end because we have our regional disclaimers at the end. So with that out of the way, Nick, we've got a very busy podcast today, don't we? Yes, mostly, of course, due to the events uh, of last week, which was like a huge week. Um, and of course, some uh, key releases we have uh, coming up. So where do you want to start? I think we've got to start with the Fed. I think the yeah. Fed, uh, which was effectively last week, Wednesday, really was the start of an extremely interesting um, week, or let's say extremely interesting end to the week. Um, what do you make of the, the Fed? Yeah, I don't think we learned much. Uh, they did decide to begin uh, QE tapering. They said they're going to do that, uh, reduce asset purchases uh, by 15 billion um, a month. Uh, for, and they're going to start within November and they also committed for December. But other than that, they did not say what they're going to do next. Of course, they did imply that it's probably going to be the same or if need be adjusted, but they, de- but they definitely did not commit to the whole time frame. Uh, so a bit of uh, dovishness uh, for me from the decision, along with the fact that essentially uh, the bare minimum of what expected of what was expected actually uh, happened. Uh, what's your take? Well, there was also a, a degree of pushback on interest rate expectations. Um, I think the Fed chair um, emphasized patience in this regard. So I think that um, is definitely noteworthy. I am interested, perhaps, Nick, in terms of the communication the Fed has given to the market, what do you think about that? Yes, we've said, we've discussed this before that they have done a, a good job and they have put great effort to. Uh, prepare markets for the eventual tightening or the beginning of the tightening of the monetary uh, policies. Um, And um, I think that based on market reactions, they had done a good job. Like they avoided a taper tantrum, uh, of course, uh, but in general, we didn't see any like huge reaction to, um, to markets. And actually, given this dovishness that we described, from the fact that they pushed back against rate hike to a certain extent and they had done a good communication overall. Uh, actually, this was good enough for the for the US stock markets to actually uh, move to fresh highs, record highs, right? Yes. 
ended Friday um, at full-time highs, I believe. And um, yep. the reason I asked that question, um, just with regards to the communication, because that was the um, big calendar announcement for Wednesday, and we had the Bank of England on Thursday. What's your thoughts there? Yeah. Uh, I remember I told you that I was looking forward more to this one. It had like more unknowns right. attached to it. Yes. Uh, so there was a backdrop of like heightened expectations from markets um, around hikes, largely because of the BOE's recent communication. Um, I, think I, I, think, I think I put my uh, neck on the chopping block last week, so yeah. I, I thought a, a rate hike was coming. Yeah, I tried to sidestep that. I didn't mess with you. So. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so they didn't hike rates. Um, and many market participants expected one. Um, and uh, that caused uh, the GBP to plant. Uh, actually, GBP USD had its worst day uh, of 2021 on that day. Um, but what's more stunning to me is not that they sort of did something different from what they said to a certain extent again like uh, mm -hmm. we need to be a little bit careful there because because markets read what they want to read but what they they then pushed back and said that we didn't steer markets it's not our job to steer markets uh or we never said that we we're gonna hike and stuff like that which for me like i'm with them like it's not their job but it is actually, you know, if, if you know what I mean. So we see on the one hand, the Fed trying, going out of its way to prepare markets and uh, not uh, rattle them. Uh, and uh, we would say that the BOE has like a more cavalier at attitude toward it, right? What do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And in terms of um, communicating to the market, I, uh, whilst I would not say that is a, Sort of a an absolute um, an absolute task that the central banks have to uh, have to do. Um, I think many central banks recognise the damage that can come from surprises, and in that regard, a lot of central banks have focused on better communication. So I don't think sidestepping that issue, number one, is uh, truly responsible. And number two, the fact of the matter is, for two months leading up to this, um, there's been hawkish communication coming out of um, the Bank of England. Yes, but not, not just from all, all of them, but some, and most notably Bailey, like a few days before the event, had sort of, let's say, hinted at rate hikes. Uh, they did, however, uh, say that it will be necessary over the coming months to increase bank rate. Uh, so now that puts the spotlight in December. Uh, are they going to do it then? Uh, or are they going to disappoint markets once again? Yeah. So I think the, I think the probabilities, I think the chance, chances point to December, having egg on my face because of my call last <laughs> week, right? But we must also acknowledge um, February, I think that's when the scheduled press conference is. So you know, are they going to um, wait until February and then communicate? Or are they going to do it in December and be, as you say, cavalier about it? And uh, that's, um, I think, I think caution is the key word yeah. there. 
and of course uh, December is again shaping up to be a very hot month as well because we do have uh, the new policy decision from the BOE but we also have the new policy decision from the Fed uh, so again these two banks are probably going to dominate um, uh, the landscape let's say and the, and the debate uh, now for the Fed though it's not that much about tapering anymore nor about rates since they have communicated that it's early and, mm -hmm. and it is early uh, but about the dot plots and the staff projections in general. So that's, I think, where the, the juice is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the market, I think, uh, um, highly anticipates the dot plots. Yeah. Let me turn now to Friday. Friday, yeah. we had another big news um, release, which, of course, was non-farm payrolls. It actually was a good number. Beat consensus coming in at 531,000. What do you think about that? Yeah, so we had two um, two disappointments in the two previous prints, but now it was actually a good number that definitely uh, beat estimates. Now, is that good enough? I don't know. I will refer to Sir Powell, who who said on Wednesday that uh, five fifty to six hundred k jobs would be a good addition moving forward. Uh, would be considered like a good addition. Uh, good progress actually he said so it wasn't exactly there but uh, uh, the fact remains that uh, recovery is fragile and we're still at pre-pandemic levels um, so definitely we need to uh, continue to to look how uh, this uh, this plays out but the fact is that we had a solid number after two disappointments uh, and uh, that's um, that was uh, good news for the US economy and uh, for the Fed, I would say. Um, now, uh, but I know you also uh, want to, to talk about participation. Yeah, I always uh, think that the, um, um, the job market um, is, that, that I think that there is a lot of analysis that you can do on the, uh, the US job market. And um, it, there tends to be an emphasis on the fact that there seems to be an excess demand for employees at the moment. Um, and I'm not sure that's the case. The participation rate, once again, has held constant. So I'm not sure if it's a, um, a demand um, excess or if it's a supply constraint, so to speak. So I think the participation rate in the US um, is notable for its lag. And I think the Fed's got to be worried about that. Why aren't um, discouraged workers being pulled back into the market? And um, there's been all sorts of reasons given. One of the reasons would be um, early retirement. Another one is childcare, et cetera. So, um, amongst others, by the way, but the, the point is, I think there is certainly some sort of um, structural issue there, whether it's on the demand or the supply side is uh, clearly the debate. But the important point, I think, um, for the Fed is that the participation rate is still um, um, holding constant. And that may even be one of the reasons why um, the Fed chair has pushed back on interest rate hikes going forward. Yeah. And uh, anything else from last week? Well, I just want to, uh, just one last point. Uh, given the um, given the Fed, given the Bank of England, and given the NFP, 
What was most interesting, of course, was the um, yield reactions overall. So yield reactions, um, the yields generally came down. And I wonder if that's telling, telling us something. So uh, what I'm looking at now is where do the yields find support and uh, start analyzing from that point. Um, That's interesting to, to, to see how it plays out as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that last week covered uh, uh, very well, which of course means let's talk about this week. Not quite as, um, as, as exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, important uh, um, items. Which one are you looking at? Inflation, inflation, inflation. Now, that, that's the whole debate, right? Mostly around inflation. Now we're getting uh, fresh figures from the, uh, from the States, the United States. Uh, it's the CPI inflation, mm -hmm. uh, which is due um, on Wednesday. Uh, what do you, do, you, do you see there? Well, I think inflation is high. Um, the general consensus or the general um, view of policymakers is that it's transitory, perhaps not quite as temporary as initially thought, but still temporary in nature. Um, the forecasts are for a slight tick up, but moderately so. So nothing um, sort of that we haven't seen in the past but in, few months. But they are expected to remain elevated and that's their, the main Correct. thing. Correct. And then one other thing just to say around that um, is of course, um, OPEC plus. I just I think this is a good point to to throw in OPEC plus. There was an important OPEC plus meeting last week. Um, so the supply schedule was wasn't changed. Uh, there was pressure put on OPEC plus by by the US to to raise that schedule, try and um, temper the um, I guess the energy inflation. But as you pointed out earlier before we started the the podcast is that well that doesn't really affect core does it yeah it doesn't affect core like directly because obviously mm -hmm. there are higher oil prices that's probably going to save higher prices that are created using oil etc cetera, etc cetera. but um i don't think that the main problem uh for uh, what the central bank looks is uh oil and in any case whether it is or it is not uh opec russia analyze opec Plus, uh, didn't seem to to bother uh, much. Although they did uh, increase productions, they did it by the already planned. Um, I'll just say, I'll just schedule. let our. I'll just let. And, just, um, sorry to cut you off there. Just just to let our uh, listeners know uh, what you're referring to is that um, the oil inflation is generally reflected in supply side increases. That's not a place where the where the uh, Fed generally gets involved. That's that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Just wanted to, to make yeah. this point for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, please, please continue. Uh, but in any but in any case, they uh, stayed uh, on course and they said they will add uh, 400k uh, bars per day in November, as uh, they do every month, based on uh, their. Um, earlier plan. Nick, I um, took a look at China last week. Um, the metrics to me look quite poor, um, but there is um, inflation data coming out of China as well this week. Um, anything you want yeah. to 
talk about them? Yeah, I'll definitely be closely watching. They tend to um, also, um, let's say, affect the broader uh, market mood. And we have seen recently some, let's say, risk factors uh, coming out of China. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely see uh, how it goes and where it fits to the whole uh, inflation uh, debate. Yeah, absolutely. And the the inflation um, forecast for um, for this uh, week's release is higher than the previous print. But I took a look at the the time series, and it's so much lower than sort of the historical average. Um, very interesting there. Um, we've got, um, I think, most of the important points covered. Uh, there is, of course, um, Thursday UK. Um, GDP, yeah. and also Australian employment definitely important uh, figures to uh, to watch out because again we have discussed how how there we have also start having some um, uh, fears around uh, GDP creeping in, right? Yeah, not only for UK obviously, but uh, for the global economy and many other uh, economies, and also. Uh, around Australian employment, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, uh, the COVID situation there uh, has affected uh, the, the figures that will come out. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, um, a, uh, a miss with the last um, employment number. But of course, this, this is now a sort of a different, a different uh, environment. Australia started opening up and uh, we'll see um, what kind of a print we get on that release. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously, uh, to wrap things up, uh, we also have uh, the earning seasons, uh, season um, carrying on. And there are some, uh, let's say, heavy names this week as well, like Disney uh, or Adidas over from um, uh, Europe. So definitely uh, some, big name, some big names there as well. Yeah, and so far, um, my opinion is that earnings have been uh, very good. Um, this, the numbers that I've seen so far tend to be um, um, very good, uh, notwithstanding the big misses of Apple, Amazon, right? Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> these two were probably uh, <laughs> the ones that st stood out, let's say, on the negative side. Yeah. Your insights, your market insights are um, hugely appreciated and fantastic um, to have you on the podcast as always. Just before we sign off, are there any instruments that you are looking at? Yeah, I'm not going to like <laughs> say anything very exciting here. Definitely watching uh, your USD. We also had the uh, fresh 2021 uh, lows uh, on Friday. I want to see how the GPP is going to, to react uh, this week, if it will like states some sort of rebound or it will remain uh, under pressure and it's also close to setting uh close to its 2021 lows uh definitely wall street and uh, definitely the yields but uh, what's on your radar yeah definitely the yields for me first and foremost i just want to see the yields um support levels where are they once i once i get a um a, um, an idea of that I want to see how the US dollar reacts from that and my, my general analysis generally focuses on the US dollar, the greenback as a 
the first link in a chain. And once I get an idea of that, I think uh, it will start uh, rippling through that chain. So the yield for me, definitely um, first uh, first port of call. All right, Nick, as always, terrific having, having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining and you and I'll catch up next Monday. Thank you. Likewise, talk next Monday. Bye now. FXCM Limited, www.fxcm.com forward slash UK. CFDs are complex instruments and come with high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 67% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia, you can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our PDS at www.fxcm.com forward slash AU. FXCM South Africa, trading on margin carries risk www.fxcm.com forward slash ZA. FXCM markets losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, or other information contained on this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and do not not constitute investment advice.